The NFL has announced that the Super Bowl pregame show will feature Amanda Gorman, who recited her poem, The Hill We Climb, at the inauguration. The show will also feature Rob Gronkowski reciting his poem, The Man from Nantucket. <laughs> wow. That's pretty funny. Saturday I've, heard, Live. I've heard that poem. It's uh, amusing. Saturday Night Live was back for the first time uh, since Biden was elected and didn't spend much time on that, which some people thought was people on the left and right were mad about it. So I don't, I don't know. I, I just I, I, I guess. Some, some of you are just <laughs> you're looking for there's an angle to everything. I'm not sure there was an angle there. Anywho, 10 Republican senators announced plans to release a relief package that could serve as a bipartisan alternative to Biden's $1.9 trillion plan. That just hit today. The 10 Republicans are uh, releasing this $600 billion relief package plan as a counterproposal. And it's being led by Susan Collins and a bunch of other Republicans. And their idea is that we could get enough Republicans and some Democrats to move this forward. It doesn't include some of the crazy stuff, crazy stuff to my mind, that is making some people angry, like the $15 an hour minimum wage and uh, a number of other things that have nothing to do with the coronavirus, really. Right. Just a money grab. Never let a crisis go to waste. With part of the argument being from these Republicans, um, and I agree with them, by the way, this one would be, it would reduce the size of the new round of checks from $1,400 to $1,000. And re- uh, but also reduce the income limits that determine eligibility for the check. Um, but it is a fraction of the size of Biden's proposal. But the argument is we just passed like the second biggest bill in the history of America a couple of weeks ago. The money hasn't even gone out yet. We right. don't even have any idea what kind of an effect it's going to have. There's still money from the first relief package that hasn't been spent. It's just sitting there. Nobody's quite sure where it is or how to give it out or what have you. And the second round, yes, yeah, substantially unspent. Well, it's just a couple of weeks ago. Right. And so the idea is we we can't do another $1.9 trillion on top of the $1.3 trillion from three and a half weeks ago. Right. Well, and that, that part is, I think, bipartisan logic. There's no partisan disagreement over... Wait a minute, why am I going to the bank to borrow another $10,000? There's still 5000 here on the kitchen table. The other aspect of this is, and the Republicans are completely dead set against bailing out the unfunded pension liabilities of badly run blue states. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. I mean, it's just, it's utterly unrelated to the COVID. It is merely a bailout of allies. And, and it's it's well, it's it's not only bad government governance, it's incredibly immoral to be borrowing our children's and grandchildren's money, sticking them with the bill to bail out our own stupidity and bad governance. Well, the wash- actually it's not stupidity. It, it's uh, they knew exactly what they were doing as they were trading 100 percent voting uh, loyalty for. Uh, pensions that couldn't possibly be sustained. Well, I think uh, I think the politics of it, my guess is the Biden administration, like most administrations, when they come in, they feel like they got ahead of steam. We won the election. We're still in our honeymoon period. We get to get one big thing through. And they thought, well, just like right off the bat, within days, we're going to get this, you know, another trillion dollars plus through of all kinds of things we've been wanting to do for years. Mandatory $15 minimum wage nationwide, bailing out these states, all this different sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. We can do it like Obamacare happened, like Bush got stuff through, like Clinton got stuff through. 
But for a variety of reasons, things are a little different right now because you got impeachment and the stimulus package just went through and everything else. I just don't think the head of steam is working for one thing. I don't think it, I don't think we have that feeling. It doesn't feel like the beginning of most administrations no. based on my memory. No. Like, OK, fresh start. Let's see what can we do. It just doesn't have that feeling to it. World's crappiest honeymoon. <laughs> no fun. No sex. Yeah, no kidding. Um, um, and then the Washington Post portrayed it as, OK, so this is quite a test for, for Joe Biden with the whole, I want to be bipartisan. I want to be different. I want to end this rancor and everything like that. Is he going to stick to his guns on the no, no, it's the every Democrat votes for it, every Republican votes against it plan that I put through? Because that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be this one that gets some of each well, and it's actually literally bipartisan the way they all used to be? That's the way we used to pass stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. Routinely. The fringes, the edge, they all voted against it in both parties. And then that giant chunk in the middle that would get you over 50 or 60, depending on what number you needed would pass it through with Republicans and Democrats. It's hard to even remember that that's the way it used to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a recent phenomenon. Uh, What's going to happen, though, I suspect, is that uh, the Democrats, for reasons both philosophical and uh, PR, are going to say, oh, it's not enough. We need to really help the American people. The Republicans are tightwads. All they care about is the rich, blah, blah, blah. You've heard the arguments a thousand times. And the House will pass a budget bill that includes this giant... uh, whatever you want to call it, pork barrel stimulus nightmare, and the Republicans will reject it, so the House and Senate will just hash it out in budget reconciliation, which just uh, requires a bare minority in the Senate. So it won't be uh, it won't be worked out at all in the usual way. It'll just be a budgetary item. I, I do think it's a fair question. How many Republicans or right-leaning journalists would have a problem with the one point? What is the Biden proposal? Three point nine. One point nine. Oh God, yeah, yeah, I almost know. two trillion dollars. Holy cow! Would that be the biggest package ever? No, that first one was two point three. I'll These take numbers your word. are so insane. Oh yeah, yep. We have already passed four trillion dollars. That is, uh, you know, on the books, and some of it has gone out and some of it will go out, but $4 trillion so far, including that nearly a trillion just a few weeks ago. Getting to my point of uh, how many Republicans would have any problem with this giant package if Trump had won and the right-leaning pundits, would they be saying, well, how, why do we need another trillion dollars? We just passed $900 billion. Well, I can I cite don't know. many, many billions of dollars that the Republicans would never have put in there. I mean, they might have found something else to put in there, but they wouldn't no. have done, for instance, the bailout of the blue states no. and the uh, completely unnecessary federal money to schools and, uh, and, and the $15 minimum wage, obviously, they wouldn't have put in. The more money for schools is a sham. The $15 minimum wage, you can't justify on any level. No. And it's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's just bad policy. God, there are so many states or counties around America where a $15 minimum wage makes no sense. No. No, no business will be able to operate. I was thinking about it over the weekend. If I was in the automation business... I'd be very excited because there will be two humans in your local McDonald's coming soon. It'll The rest will be machines because of this policy. My son can't wait till he's 16 and can get a car and he wants to get a job. And he just he just can't wait until he gets to that age. 
And he's talking about what kind of job he might be able to get, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, they pass this $15 minimum wage. No matter where I live in America, almost any job that I did or could have done will be outlawed. They yes. just won't exist. Yes. They're not going to pay some 16-year-old. Well, maybe it wouldn't apply to a 16-year-old. I don't know. Uh, but they're not going to pay some unskilled teenager $15 an hour to take out trash or whatever. Right. No, they can't possibly bring that much value. So as Tim Sandifer's pointed out so brilliantly, and you ought to read his book, uh, The Right to Earn a Living or The Permission Society is another good one. His, but um, what they've done is outlaw hiring anybody who can't bring $15 an hour of value to your business. It is now illegal to hire that person. They want to work for 10. You want to hire them for 10 an hour. But it is now illegal, says the government. Those of you, you, you big-hearted people uh, who, who don't quite have the, I don't know, the, the, the common sense to process this, you have outlawed every job that doesn't bring $15 an hour value. And the idea that, well, the employers have lots and lots of money and everybody deserves a living wage. No, they don't. I sure as hell didn't when I was working my first several jobs. The idea that I brought nothing but a strong back and a reasonable brain, but just barely reasonable. Um, you know, I was I was worth a few bucks, but I wasn't worth the equivalent at the time of $15 an hour. And the only reason I got to do those jobs and work my way up and understand the world, get some experience, some savvy, the rest of it, was because I came to agreement to work for less. That you're eliminating starter jobs. And, and, God, and this is so obvious, I feel like I'm pointing out that you shouldn't sit on a hot stove burner. There are parts of the country where you can buy a three-bedroom house with a nice lot for $50,000. There are parts of the country where you can buy that same house for $1.5 million. And the idea that there should be a, a, a wage for both of those areas and it should be the same wage is idiotic. <laughs> um. One quick text on a topic from last hour, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. Uh, heard from a friend last night. Her own nine-year-old won't do homework, is having meltdowns, and is obsessed with death and dying. But at least he's not in one of those dangerous schools. Way to go, teachers' unions. Proud of yourselves? Of course not. You have no soul, but... Uh, one of the worst things we've ever done as a, as a country. Disband those unions. We'll have to check in where they are at the Chicago schools. Um, the the uh, the mayor ordered the teachers to go into to the classroom today, but it looks like they're not. So, Any plans to travel to China? Wear loose pants because you're going to be pulling them down what? at the airport. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Plus, I haven't heard of this. The president's entire legal team quit? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's something. And did you hear about that uh, ex-FBI lawyer who lied in the yeah. whole Russia collusion hoax? I did. His sentence? Oh boy, you get punished. You you falsified documents so that they can spy on an American citizen? You're going to be in trouble with the oh, FBI. Yeah. 40 years in Gitmo? I've got to check. We'll, we'll tell you what his fate is coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, the risk is to the fall when, you know, these new variants are going to want to surge. 
B117, B1351, P1. Now, with respect to the South African and the Brazilian variants, they don't appear right now to be more fit, meaning that they're more transmissible. So they may not spread as readily, and we have time to get control of those variants and develop new boosters that could protect against them, vaccine boosters. Uh, the only reason I played that is that, uh, you know, and who wants to turn on the radio and be depressed? But that is the first time I've heard anybody talk about the fall and how difficult it's going to be in the fall, the fall of 2021. We're still in the winter of this year, of last year's winter. It just became this year. Now they're talking about how difficult it's going to be next fall. I can't deal with it mentally, so I'm going to move on to something else. Uh, What's going on with Trump's impeachment? It starts in a week. If the reporting is true... That's pretty interesting. But I do want to hear, uh, you you teased me. I got teased. Yes. Not just a listener. The co-host got teased. What are you talking about with Chinese pants or what? Dragging you around like a hog with a ring through his nose. Look at me. Dance for me, monkey. Dance. (laughs) Dance for me, dance for me, dance for me. Hey, hey. (laughs) Passengers on a flight from Changchun to Beijing in China were reportedly ordered to disembark after officials said one came from an area deemed as high risk for COVID-19. So it's not like somebody started coughing or anything. They just realized, hey, that guy's from uh, uh, Changjun Heights, where they got lots of COVID. So they took everybody off the plane and brought to a hotel where health workers took nose and Anal swabs. Whoa. It's at both ends. That's right. Government imposed south end swabs. <laughs> yes. Do me a favor. Do them both at once. Let's get it over with. Ow. Ooh, ow. Oh, hey. What? Mm, you're done. Thank you. <laughs> wow. So I tell you what. Somebody go- says, hey, you got to come with us. Where are we going? A hotel where we're going to pull down your pants and put something up you. I'm gonna. Th- I'm thinking they give him a big fat shot in the ass, and this is this is this is an odd policy. Is there an appeals process, Mister Communist official? Well, uh, you can control the COVID in your country if you're willing to do the sorts of things they do in China. Wow, that's something. Yeah. Are, are we gonna start? Because we play, we're playing those other clips about how uh, Southern Florida and Southern California are hot spots for the British variant, and they expect th- them to be hot spots those areas to be hot spots for quite some time are we going to start having other parts of the country say hey nobody from southern california is flying into arkansas well there's no or coming to san francisco for that matter as far as i've read there's no extant legal framework for that i don't know how there's not there's no Tradition that's unconstitutional but if i don't it's understand. outrageous if there's a health emergency as we've learned, governors have uh, sweeping powers. But I'm I'm honestly confused by this as I listen to doctors talk about it over the weekend. If this version of the virus spreads 50% more easily than the other version, the other version traveled from a place I'd never heard of to Washington and then all around the world. Mm-hmm. So this much easier spreading one, how is it going to stay in Southern California and Florida and not end up everywhere? I can't imagine. I don't, I don't get know. it. No, I don't either. Huh, okay. Um, So here's what happened with Donald Trump. This is what the reporting is. So his whole legal team is gone. All five lawyers are gone. 
And the the reporting is that they weren't willing to go along with his request that they argue on the merits that the election was stolen from him. He won in a landslide and it was stolen. They were willing to argue that you can't impeach somebody that's already left office. He doesn't want to go with that angle. He wants to go with the angle of, I won and they stole it. And his lawyers wouldn't do that because, well, you could get yourself into legal trouble by claiming things that you can't back up. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of irrelevant. I'm trying to think now, that was what in the, he's thinking. That, but. I'm not reading that from CNN or MSNBC and Rachel Maddow. That's from the Washington Examiner, which is much more friendly to Trump than most publications. Right, right. Yeah, well, they were going to argue that he can't be impeached because he is out of office and he didn't incite the violence. It was clearly premeditated. No, that's not what Trump wants him to argue. Oh, well, I know to, that. According to the Examiner. Now, that might not be true. You never know. Well, I've yeah, I've read that same thing everywhere, which doesn't make it true, but uh, I suspect it's true. But he's, Where's he going to find a lawyer that's going to spend the whole time? He's going to end up in worse shape if the lawyer's standing up there making that argument. Well, he has some new ones, I guess, from Atlanta, I think I heard. Are they going to make that argument, though, that the election was stolen? I doubt it. And spend all the time on that? I wouldn't think so, although uh, who knows? Boy, if you want to get 17 Republicans to go along with it and put them in a position, that might be the way to do it. I don't know. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So you uh, are going to sit and listen to the Senate impeachment trial of the former president of the United States who has been impeached for inciting the erection, uh, inciting the insurrection Mm. at the U.S. Capitol. That's the second time that's happened. I think that's going to be a growing problem in America. Dr. Freud. (laughs) And that's at CNN, the home of Jeffrey Tubin. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Incited the erection. So at least saying insurrection. Not, at least saying it's not as bad as showing it. <laughs> I have nothing to add to this conversation. Frankly, I'm sorry I witnessed it at all. <laughs> uh, what's happening with the Chicago schools is a crime against children and should be outraged all across the country. More on that coming up. Yes, indeed. So uh, speaking of outrage, this is unbelievable to me. Uh, Michael Flynn, you may uh, recall, was accused of making a false statement to the FBI. They questioned him on a number of occasions. He couldn't remember a meeting he'd had with some Russian official, which he was absolutely authorized to have as the incoming national security advisor. But because he'd made a false statement, they wanted to sentence him to six months in prison. I point that out because... In that very same organization or uh, investigation, indeed, at its outset, you have this former FBI attorney, Kevin Kleinsmith, deliberately falsified a document, an email, claiming that Carter Page was not a source for the CIA when indeed he was. That, according to many people, it made the difference between whether or not they would have been able to spy on him or not. Right. Right. It was the difference maker. So the justification for an agency of the government spying on American citizens, indeed a political campaign, and then an incoming administration hinged on, to some extent, on this deliberate lie by this guy. Um, Which he admits to. Yeah, he pled guilty. The judge handed down a one-year sentence of probation. And he apologized. Yes, he apologized. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't falsify documents 
so I can get a warrant to spy on people. Right. I shouldn't do that. Sorry, I did that. So, again, if you get grilled three different times, three different places, and you contradict yourself, you may well be looking at prison time. But if you are part of that agency and you deliberately subvert the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, etc., you get probation for Which you. I'm sure is nothing. 400 hours of community service. All right. Yeah. He that, says, that, quote, is, that is nothing. Nothing happened to this guy. Nothing. And so if I say my belief is if the FBI wants to spy on you, they're just going. If the government wants to spy on you, they're just going to. Yeah, pretty much. So that, does that make me a cynical or? Uh, Makes you realistic. No. After hearing that, that's sure what it sounds like to me. Listen to this, would you? Kleinsmith said he is fully aware of the significance of his actions and. He takes partial responsibility. Oh, I'm sorry. He takes full responsibility. Oh, well, if he takes full oh, responsibility, then. Oh, listen to this quote. I'm, and he might have said more, but nobody's quoted him. I haven't come across it. I am truly ashamed about the harms I have brought the FBI and the Justice Department through my actions, he said. You have brought harm. I mean, at least for me, I went from a guy who believed in the FBI. For the rest of my life, I will believe the FBI does whatever the hell it wants. They don't care about the Constitution. They think they're smarter and better than the rest of us. I'll think that forever because of that guy and James Comey. So this guy's not truly ashamed about the harms he brought to the free citizens of the United States and the Constitution. He's just uh, ashamed that he brought harm to the FBI. We found out what you've probably been doing forever. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. A inserted into a inserted text into an email from the CIA so it said Carter Page was not a source for the agency when indeed he was. Oh, did I say he wasn't? Or was? I'm sorry, I got it backwards. Darn it! Although he's still saying, he he pleaded guilty last year to one false statement for doctoring the document. Lois said he still believed the information he inserted was correct. It was a simple mistake. If it was a simple mistake, he wouldn't have been prosecuted, you wouldn't have been charged, and you wouldn't have pled guilty. The act of altering the email to change its meaning may seem simple and like a momentary lapse, but the resulting harm is immeasurable, said Department Attorney Anthony Scarpelli, and the judge gave him a year of probation. Which I'm, 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 I'm certain is the same as nothing. The judge said, in his view, Kleinsmith likely believed that the information he inserted in the email was true. And that he was just taking an inappropriate shortcut to save himself some work. I just, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't ring true that he thought, no, this guy's not a source. I've never heard of him being a source. I'm just going to say not a source in an email. But he altered it from neutral or a source to not a source. And Well, all right. I don't know. Seems hinky as hell to me. So, do you know the mayor of Chicago? You might have come to know her somewhat over that whole Smollett thing. What was that guy? Was that oh, Jussie Smollett? Yeah. yeah, that's how I became aware of her. Yeah, I was following the election since I grew up thereabouts um, when she was running against, and I mean, it was like Karl uh, Marx running against Fidel Castro in that election. But I didn't know Lori Lightfoot's act until the whole Jussie Smollett thing happened, and then I found out okay, she's a crackpot. She's what she's one of those, those pretty much, those, yeah, those, those, those super lefty crackpots. Yep. Even as a super lefty crackpot, she said yesterday, teachers need to be in school today in Chicago. Our schools are safe. I'm quoting her now. Our schools are safe. Our schools are safe. She said it twice. 
We know that because we have studied what happened in other school systems in our city. 40,000 kids, plus the Archdiocese, Charter, and other public schools that have had some form of in-person learning since the fall, uh, Mayor Lightfoot said. She also said, because the teachers union said, we need money so we can make it safe. There has been $100 million invested to mitigate the spread of COVID-19 at the schools. $100 million. That would buy an awful lot of Clorox wipes and masks and whatever the else the other else thing you're claiming you need before you can open it. But that's still not enough. Temperature checks, hand sanitizer, PPE, um, all that different sort of stuff. Still, the teachers unions are uh, have enough power to keep the... Teachers out of class today because at the last minute they announced they're not going into the schoolroom. Lori Lightfoot said on Face the Nation yesterday, many of our students aren't logging on. We're seeing African-American and Latinx students. See, she's the sort of person that says Latinx. Okay, that so shows you, wackadoo lefty. That shows you how wackadoo she is. Um, we're seeing those students in particular be hit especially hard. But even she realizes it's just a money power grab. You're just hurting kids, in particular low-income kids. Because you're awful human beings. That's why. Listen to this strong statement by Her Honor the Mayor. We need a renewed sense of urgency on the part of the Chicago Teachers Union leadership. A renewed sense of urgency? They've abandoned the talks, and so the the, the school said, we're going to cut you off from your Google suite and everything. So the teacher said, yeah, do it. We'll strike. Fire them. Fire them all. Fire them all. It's the only, only possible choice. Oh, I got this one, too, on the topic. A Bay Area public school teacher um, uh, texted us, who has middle school kids back on a limited basis. We're at least trying, as my principal acknowledges, the need to have as many back as possible. Some of us are teaching live and getting shamed and bullied by fellow teachers and union goons. Oh, sure. How could you, they say, as if we're scabs crossing a picket line? Shame. Shame. How could you? Shame. How could you teach kids? who are miserable and not learning. How could you? How could you come to that conclusion? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is wrong? I really would like to talk to some of these people. Like, away from media, cameras, whatever. I would like to know what they honestly think. Do you know what's going through their heads? Are they actually as evil as they seem? I think some are, yeah. Absolutely. The they his- don't think about the little kids that they teach. I assume they got into the profession because they like kids. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's getting a little into human psychology, but you have some people who are actually afraid because they're ignoring the science. They're uh, science deniers. Then you have a certain number of teachers, I think, have been hardened into a battle mindset by their union. Look what they're trying to do to you. Look, you got to stick together. This is a fight. And, and so, you know, you rarely... Uh, you know, go on a quest for perspective when you're in the midst of what you perceive as a battle. So they've drawn the battle lines, get more money and more power. At the point where Lori Lightfoot is fighting a union, you know they've gone way too far. At the point where Gavin Newsom and and similar people, governor of Cal Unicornia, are in fights with teachers unions, they've gone way out on a limb. You gotta bust them. You said we're getting into psychology here. That reminds me of something I heard over the weekend in a podcast. Might be uh, uh, not only the most interesting thing I heard all weekend long, but an important lesson for life that everybody should hear. That fits into this, and th- this is important. Okay. Just to trust me on this. This is worth hearing. 
I will think about this for the rest of my life. Wow. And probably should have gotten to that earlier in the show. And wasting everybody's time. Does Anderson Cooper of CNN drink the blood of children? I'm told he does not. Probably. We'll get into that story on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We thought we'd take a conventional tool that everybody knows how to use and pack it full of technology and sensors. Right now, you could basically throw in weighted goods like your fruits and vegetables, and the cart will actually weigh it for you. It'll recommend you particular items based on where you are in the store. It'll help you check out. So we have these bagging hooks inside of our cart to allow customers to bag their groceries as they go so that after they're done paying, they could just grab their bags and walk out of the store. Um, AI coming to grocery carts. That sounds super handy, and also it's an advertising vehicle and a yeah. data collector, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the, we'll recommend no. to you based on where you're standing in the store yeah. at any given moment. Depends on how much of that they're going to be doing, whether or not I would like that. I liked your use case earlier of being able to type into the cart where is cornstarch, and it'll tell you yeah. aisle six on the top top right but all, all those other things didn't sound too helpful mm, well, that reminds me of being you know everywhere you go now you're being blasted with an advertisement i hate filling up with gas and the mm. damn thing is screaming at me right some ad. and the speaker sounds like this you know the other thing it does is eliminate store checkers because if you don't if you can bag your own groceries and sure. you can get the yeah right. that's and the, the future and the other day when i was at which store was i at? target walmart one of those i got hit up by three different people Trying to sell me something. Really? Best Buy? One of those kind of stores. Huh. Yeah. What cell phone plan do you have? Stay the F away from the me. The one I want. <laughs> I hate that. I yeah. really hate that. I don't know if other people are fine with it, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to sell me crap like I'm in a Mexican bazaar as I walk in to get, you know, a cable. <laughs> Come back out again. It's bad, but it's not as bad as drinking the blood of children. To and, me. Which uh, which Anderson Cooper does do or doesn't do? We don't know that it's yet. It's unclear to me. We, we don't know that yet. It's very hard to prove a negative. I wanted to get to this very important thing I heard that I will think about for the rest of my life. And it came up. What were we talking about? Oh, I, uh, the question of do these people in the teachers union or the teachers that are following the teachers union, do they actually believe that? Or, or that they... schools are too dangerous to reopen. Yeah. Well, think of the the poll that happened of the people's overestimating the danger of the virus to themselves. There's that. If you believe that. But anyway, on the psychology of that sort of thing, I was listening to a podcast over the weekend, and they were discussing um, some of the people in Trump's orbit that they were surprised ended up being um, as loyal to Trump as they were. People that had long histories in government and like that, and had always been, you know, reasonable straight shooters, and they felt like, you don't have to agree with this, but they felt like, you know, they'd completely gotten sucked into Trump world and now are arguing that the election was stolen and that sort of things. And then, like, I've known this guy for years, and he's not that guy. And uh, one of the dudes who's a lawyer said, you would be amazed at people's people's ability to believe their own BS if it's what benefits them. And he gave this example, and this is what I'll remember for the rest of my life. He said, when I became a lawyer early on in law school, um, a common question among lawyers, we've talked about this before, is how do you represent somebody that you know is guilty or is a bad person? And he said, the answer to that question is 
you be- you come to believe your case so strongly, it never really even comes up as an issue. Huh. If it's to your benefit to believe something, you will believe it to the exclusion of other evidence. Hmm. He said it doesn't he said I don't know lawyers who this is really even an issue because you just you just buy in. So that's what's happening with a lot of these people in the teachers unions. It, it's what's happening with some people who are still fighting the Trump lost, you know, uh, one in a landslide. It's just if it's to your best interest to believe something. And I and again, I'll think about this for the rest of my life to make sure I'm not doing this sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, where I'm completely fooling myself because this is the outcome I want. If you want a certain outcome. God, and you can think about it with relationships, with jobs, with all kinds of different things. A business deal where maybe you're getting into a gray area you know, normally wouldn't sure. you know, be okay with. If, if it's to your benefit and you want it to happen, you can convince yourself of all kinds of things. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know yeah. that about the lawyers. It's not really an issue. Yeah, that is intriguing. I'm... Uh... I'm just I'm I'm busy contemplating my own life and my own heart right now, Jack. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to keep an eye on that in my own life because I wonder how many yeah. times I've done that. Yeah, I I'm, might be doing it right now. As my, maybe I need to contemplate my life. Maybe we should play a song while Joe and I contemplate our lives. <laughs> You've unleashed uh, too much heavy on me, man. You're harshing my mellow. Play that new Blake Shelton minimum wage song I like so much. No, no, okay, we don't play music. Um, so does Cooper Anderson drink the? Blood of children. Anderson Cooper, yes. Anderson he's Cooper. Called occasionally. Cooper, comma, Anderson. Who's good? Who? Uh, okay, so uh, what's, uh, this is a, a former hardcore QAnon guy talking to Anderson Cooper. Did you at the time believe that Democrat, high-level Democrats and celebrities were worshiping Satan, drinking the blood of children? Anderson, I thought you did that. And I would like to apologize for that right now so i apologize for thinking that you ate babies um but yeah hundred percent you actually but you but you actually you actually believe that i was drinking the blood of children yes i did uh which one of them is playing the cello (laughs) it's a gal sits in the corner of the studio Um, (laughs) i i have this hobby i have for years that sometimes i'll hear a sentence so odd i'll think that may be the first time that sentence has ever been spoken on the planet I'd like to apologize for thinking you ate babies. <laughs> that may be the debut of that sentence. Uh, go ahead, play the next one. Why not? Was it something about me that made you think that? Yes. It's because Q specifically mentioned you, and he mentioned you very early on. Um, he mentioned you by name, and from there... Switched instruments. If He also talked about, like, for example, like your family. But yeah, and I, I've, I'm going to be honest, like people still talk about that to this day. I, I, there's, there, there were posts about that just four days ago. Wow. That Andy Cooper's a child eater. I have trouble believing that there are people who actually are taking that. See, on the Q thing, I always thought that, you know, you believed some of it and mm-hmm. enough of it to yeah. to be a political problem nationally. And all this As I've said before, we got I got turned on to it very early in the process, and it was very intriguing. But it was uh, it was actually it was realistic to the point of being dull. Had to do with Washington bureaucracy and foreign policy and the military and that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, it was dry. It was there was no baby eating. You think Anderson Cooper eating babies is dry? No, I'm saying. At what the does it out, take to excite you? It, at the outset, how do you get your attention? 
at the outset it was dry. And I'm thinking this Q guy, and you've posited this theory, decided to see how far he could take it as a giant experiment in, the, you know, what can you convince people of? It almost sounds that way. It so does. I apologize for thinking that you ate babies. Well, apology accepted. I, I wish I'd have seen this video. Does he look like a, a paste eater or does he look like a normal person? He believed Seemed because able he's enough to string together a sentence. He believed because he saw it on a website. Yes. Well, it's on my computer, so I guess Anderson Cooper and his of entire the Vanderbilt family. family yes, <laughs> eats children. So right? I apologize for thinking that you ate babies. Well, all right, bye guys. <laughs> Water under the bridge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, as I've observed, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> You believe I eat babies? I'm telling you, I don't. I'd hate for this to come between. Two sides to every story. Yeah, exactly. exactly. From I can see how, from your perspective, it would seem like I ingest children. Oh, jeez. I just I think some people don't have the skepticism gene. Aren't they you? Can't, they have no crap detector. You're not crazy, though? That you, you can believe that and not be, like, legit qualify as crazy? Because that seems crazy to me. Like well, you'd have to be crazy. But the, the, the website you said he was sorry. spelled <laughs> out all of the evidence step by step in a very logical way. Right. He did say he was sorry. Armstrong and Getty.